welcome to Real Personal Finance. I'm your host, Scott Frank, CFP, CFA charter holder, and founder of Stone Steps Financial. And I'm your host, James Canole, CFP, MBA, and owner of Root Financial Partners. The premise of our show is simple. Money can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Our goal is to answer real personal financial questions that we hear from our clients and our listeners. Each episode, we answer one personal financial question in a clear and understandable way. Because money is a tool. And when you understand the language of money, you can make better decisions to improve your financial life. Hey, James. Hey, Scott. Welcome to another week. Thank you. Another week. It comes very fast. Yeah, super fast. Um, Yeah, this week we have a question from Abigail who's looking at going into a full-time MBA program. Okay. Yeah. We can talk to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll read through the question if that's all right, and then we'll we'll carry on. Let's do it. All right. Uh, so from Abigail, she writes, uh, I've just started working an entry corporate tech job after graduating undergrad with no debt in May of awesome. 2022. Congratulations. The salary is comfortable, but not excessive for the low cost of living city I'm in. However, due to certain things at the company I'm at and where I see my career trajectory, I'm highly considering starting a local full-time MBA in the fall that's geared toward young professionals. I should get scholarships to cover tuition and fees, but I'll probably need some loans to cover the cost of living. Once I graduate, I should see a jump in salary and would want to put uh, put me at a higher spot than if I stayed the course, uh, getting experience in the workforce over the next two years. But not so much of a jump that I'd be able to immediately pay back the loans or make back two years of lost salary. Over the next seven months, should I be focused on putting money into a 529 for myself instead of putting it into a Roth IRA? I'm keeping up with my 401k because of the employer match, even though it probably won't vest before I leave. I'm feeling like I'd rather have less student loans for the short-term financial piece over capitalizing on the gains I should get in the Roth IRA that I wouldn't get to enjoy uh, for a very long time. It looks like I would be able to live on federal unsubsidized loans, which look to be about up to $20,500 a year at a 6.5% interest rate. There's about 2,500 in my Roth now. I'd only be a, <clears throat> out of the game for two years, but would putting money toward that instead of a 529 be a better financial path? I know there's many factors and variables to this. and I'm so young, but I wanted to pop in and see if any advice could be given. Well, thanks for writing in. Yeah, thank you. We can give advice or education, I should say. We can never give specific advice. Now, this isn't investment related, so we can give advice on this, how to talk about it. Um, We can definitely give a framework to think about this for, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a great question. And it's uh, finance is all about return on investment, right? But that's not just about stocks and bonds. That applies to everything we do in life. So how do we apply that framework to this type of a decision is what we'll want to start with, I think. Absolutely. And I think where we where we start there is looking at, you know, if if we were in Abigail's shoes, I think we'd want to start with, well, you know, granted, you, you're just graduated, you're just getting experience, um, which is great. You're getting started. No debt. Congratulations. 
Um, and you're looking at, do I leave this career trajectory now or, or do I go reinvest in education? Yep. And so the question I would want to look at is knowing this specific program, I would want to know what do the average, what's the normal student come in with income and salary wise and experience wise? What do they leave with? Like what job do they get coming out of the program? And what is that jump? Yep. to see is this is this program really the right program for me yeah yeah exactly um i remember so i right after undergrad i went and got my mba and i i vividly remember like thinking a lot of these people are here because yes they want to better themselves and be better positioned for their next opportunity but a lot of people are here because i think they don't really know what they want to do next and they kind of just think that paying a bunch of money is going to somehow be the magical answer to all these questions. Mm. But if you don't really have a plan for it, if you don't really understand, not, not that everything's going to be known perfectly ahead of time, no one can predict the future. Mm-hmm. But if you're not looking at it from the standpoint of what does life look like with an MBA? What does life look like without an MBA in terms of salary potential or what things could look like? And you're just doing it haphazardly, you you might be wasting a lot of money. Now, thankfully for Abigail, it looks like she could get scholarships to cover everything with the exception of room and board. So that the outlay might be minimal, but there's still two years of not working. There still is two years of the cost of living. And so does it make sense to forego a couple of years of salary in hopes for a better salary from there on out? Or would she be costing herself by doing it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now to your point, uh, Abigail, she she knows her salary today. Maybe she knows exactly what that could be. You know, sometimes companies will say, if you get your MBA, you're now eligible for these roles and you know very clearly, okay, what does that, what salary is that role playing? The good thing she has going for her, she's very young. And when your starting salary is high coming out of college or starting out of an MBA program, that becomes a new foundation from which your salary grows. And so the higher you can get that starting salary, when you get those raises, the 3%, the 5%, the 10%, the 20%, whatever it is, it's on a higher starting value, which just compounds over time and makes the, the lifetime value of that very high. But it's important to, to at least have some understanding of what could that potential look like after school. Absolutely. Yeah. Completely agree. Yeah. Cool. Um, Practically speaking, how do you do that? Well, for her, I would just look at lost wages. You know, what are you not going to earn for the next two years by being in a in an MBA program? What do you think you could earn two years and beyond because of this? And she put in here, I'm not going to immediately be able to pay off my student loans. I wouldn't be so worried about being able to do that immediately. You know, very mm-hmm. rarely will you jump into a program that immediately qualifies you for such a higher salary that you can just pay up those loans right away. Right. If so, that'd be amazing. But as long as you can just, what's the net benefit to you? We know what it's costing you. What's the net benefit over the next 20, 30, 40 plus years? From the way she's wording this question, it sounds like she's thought it through. And my guess would be there's a pretty good benefit for it, um, but doesn't hurt to take a look at that. One question I have for you, Scott, is she asked, should I put money into a Roth IRA? Should I put money into a 529 plan? What should she do between now and then as she prepares for this? Yeah, you know, she's kind of looking at, hey, how do I, 
you know, if I'm going to step forward and do this, there's obviously a cost to doing it. There's going to be some loans involved. And the question is, what do I do with the excess cash I have right now? Do I go ahead and put it in a Roth IRA to let it grow for the future? Do I, um, you know, put it aside in a 529 account to uh, use it at, in my MBA to help cover the cost of the MBA and bring down my, my loan amount? And, you know, looking at with interest rates today being around six and a half percent, um, I think there's something to be said for reducing the overall uh, loan amount. Now, we'll let James weigh in as well. Uh, but my personal thought would be if you know you're going to go, um, yeah, building up some excess cash to use either for the covering the costs of going to school or just to have as an emergency fund as well um, could make sense over having it in a Roth IRA in the short run. Yeah. Um, to her point, you know, two years from now, she'll be back back at work earning a good income again and can start saving once again. And it sounds like she's fairly young with just graduating from undergrad. So yeah. that's that's where I would lean. For the 529, I'd want to know if a 529 isn't going to give you a tax benefit um, in the state that you're in for making the contribution on your own tax return, um, I would wonder if the juice is worth the squeeze. Because, well, and another thing too is that 529 accounts, typically you're going to choose some type of an investment selection. And in this instance, knowing that you're going to use these funds in such a short period of time, um, I would only do the 529 if I saw that I was definitely going to get a tax benefit on my tax return for putting in the funds. And I would also want to keep them highly liquid and um, really tone down the risk. So maybe even just putting it into a cash-like state inside the 529 plan or a very, very short-term bond fund would probably be the type of thing I'd want to look to do over putting it to work in a stock market uh, type or a stock fund. Yeah. Yeah, when you look at the time horizon of just a few months, it leads you to think it's probably best not to invest these funds. If you're not going to invest these funds, you're not going to get a return. The benefit of a 529 plan isn't, well, depending on your state, sometimes there's a little bit of a benefit for putting money in, but the real benefit is tax-free growth Yeah, between the time you put the funds in and when they're going to use them. But if we've just established, we're probably not going to get growth because it's such a short time horizon, we're going to use those funds soon. The 529 plan is just not going to probably do anything. Now, it wouldn't hurt, but it's just one extra thing that you need to do and maybe better off just keeping that money in savings. Um, I, I think she mentioned this somewhere. I know this is the way I think too. I just like the peace of mind of knowing there's cash there. You can fund a lot of this. You can minimize the amount of debt that you have to go into. The The MBA is going to be the greatest return on investment in this, assuming Abigail runs the numbers, assuming that they play out. Your greatest return on investment isn't going to be another few hundred bucks into a Roth IRA for the next few months or a few hundred bucks into a 401k. It's going to be making sure you can get through that MBA program, ideally minimizing debt. There's going to be some though. And you're just going to feel way better. You know, If you can come out of that program, higher salary, you've minimized your debt, you hit the ground running, it's just going to feel a lot better than to say, oh, I've been maxing my Roth IRA the whole time, but now I've got a digger hole, bigger hole that I have to dig myself out of when I start because I had to borrow more money to get through. Yeah. Um, one kind of side note here is she mentioned something about I'm putting money into my 401k, even though the match probably won't vest. I have no idea what Abigail's income is today. And I would say, talk to your tax planner, CPA, or financial advisor before you do anything. 
The one interesting thing is your income is probably going to go to nothing for two years. Mm-hmm. So even though that's not going to vest, if you're getting any type of a tax benefit today, you might turn around and, and for 2023, if you're single, your standard deduction is $13,850, mm-hmm. which means you can make $13,850 and have it taxed at nothing at the federal level. Abigail's probably not going to make anything if she's living on student loans. So one thing she could consider doing is putting that money that's going to the Roth today into the 401k, which typically that's a Roth all the way because you're probably in a higher tax bracket. But if she drops into a 0% tax bracket for the next couple of years, she could get the pre-tax deduction today, then convert $13,850 of that into a Roth IRA for each of the next couple of years. Obviously, these school years probably don't perfectly coincide with calendar years. It's not like exactly 2024 and exactly Mm -hmm. 2025. There's no income. Mm -hmm. But do the analysis. And so get the tax deduction today, convert it to the Roth when you have zero income. Now all that's growing tax-free, separate from the the MBA. But um, just a side note based on her question here. But in general, I think that prioritizing liquidity, prioritizing accessibility, prioritizing just having funds available, probably going to be the option I'd lean towards when she's laying out these options. Agreed. Yeah, totally agree. Cool. Um, Let's see here. I I think that about covers it. Is there anything else that we need to go over with this particular situation to give Abigail some guidance? I think we really did cover it pretty well. Um, I just wish her the best of luck in finding what she wants to do next, whether it's pursue the MBA or, uh, or keep going to work for a little bit, but uh, yeah. either way, I think she's, she's good. In fact, she's already asking these questions, uh, is absolutely wonderful. Thinking about it the right way. Exactly. So Abigail, hope that's helpful. Hope that's helpful to anyone listening. Who's kind of considering some of our things. And that is all for this week. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Real Personal Finance Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let us know by leaving a five-star review. And if you have a question that you'd like for us to answer in a future episode, then head over to the Real Personal Finance website at realpersonalfinance.co. And there'll be a section on the bottom of each page there where you can submit your question for Scott and I to answer on a future episode. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Cast is for informational and entertainment purposes only. It should not be relied upon for a basis for investment decision. This podcast is not engaged in rendering legal, financial, or other professional services.